Well, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, saints of God, ladies and gentlemen, men and women, boys, girls, whoever this morning, we just prayer warriors, intercessors, gatekeepers this morning, hungry, thirsty, saints of God, God's people called by his name this morning, singled out, consecrated, separated, amen, called this morning, amen, to prepare for the wedding feast. We welcome all of you this morning, amen, give you good Titans this morning, glad news this morning about the Lord Jesus Christ. Even though we live in a world that's so laced with darkness and gross darkness on the people out there that don't know Jesus Christ. But we thank the Lord this morning that there is a light that shines so bright and we are to be that light. Amen. Walking in the light and not in darkness. And the light is the light of the gospel message that's radiant in us. Amen. It's obvious in us because we have hidden God's word, hopefully prayerfully in our hearts that we will not sin against God, that when we open up our mouth out of the abundance of our heart, our mouth will speak. Even though we're talking about health, there ought to be a word in our mouth that promises a promise from God, like medicine, that we can take it. Amen. And we can speak it. We can declare it. We can believe it and we can go on and do it. Amen. Which is which is what God has has has, has declared that we not be just forget for hearers, but doers of the work. And because he loved us so much and he's given us instructions in righteousness, he's given us instruction this morning. Amen. He's given us promise. He's given us warning. It's up to us to take it like a medicine because it'll be good for our flesh and, and marrow for our bones. And so we're to keep that word near us, in us, amen, fuel ourselves spiritually with that word that there may come a season of manifestation in these bodies and our souls and our spirits and our lives and our physical bodies mainly, amen, because God sent his word to heal us and to rescue us from destruction, amen. The word gives life this morning, amen, and we pray that God would just permeate us this morning, amen, as we hear the word this morning, that it will be that medicine that we need this morning, that it will cancel out every assignment of infirmity, sickness, disease, coronavirus, as we take it this morning, the, the, the prescribed dose this morning, he said, you know, thy words were found and we did eat them and they have become joy and rejoicing to our hearts and to our souls this morning over in the book of Jeremiah chapter 15, verse 16, the King James Bible. So we give God praise, glory and honor. He sent his word to heal us, rescue us from destruction. So we thank you that every disease assignment is counseled right now the body of God's people. We thank God this morning. Amen. That every disease out there is a curse of the law, but we've been redeemed from the curse of the law because Jesus hung on that tree and became sin for us. Amen. And with those 39 stripes, we receive physical healing by faith this morning. And by the blood of Jesus this morning, we are washed clean of our sins and we go forth and sin no more, walking in the light if he is in the light. Beloved, I wish above all things that I would have prospered and be in health even as your soul prospers. So we're here this morning for our soul to prosper. Amen. First of all, and then our way to prosper next of all. And so we give God all the praise, the glory, and honor this morning for his holy word. Amen. Again, this is Pastor Lester and Sharon Hayes this morning coming at you this morning for the School of Healing on this Sunday morning, September the 26th, 2021. <clears throat> so glad to be gathered together with you this morning. Been a busy week already. Awesome homegoing service yesterday for Brother Johnny Ray uh, 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 Robinson yesterday. Powerful word from the woman of God. Amen. Invitation extended for people to come into the family of God. And yes, and salvation was offered where the word was preached. And we give God praise for the return on it, that it will not be void, that someone took a seed away with them 
uh, amen, that will produce, it will not come back void. So we just thank God for being there in the presence, in the midst, you know, amen, having words to say through prayer. And we just thank God this morning. So as we gather, we are just asking for the prayers this morning. We have a one o'clock service today for an infant, Edward Jones Jr., amen, infant. And, and we just pray for God to strengthen us to be able to say some things to the family, amen, that will encourage, confidence, strengthen them, and even teach and show them some things about God's plan for their life now that little Edward Jones has made his uh, descent to the Father. Now we have to pray for the living that are left behind. And I ask you for those prayers. I ask you for your support this morning in praying, amen, that God will have his way today through his manservant, amen, and his woman servant, and whoever else is there today, amen, that his will be done, his word be heard, amen, and the result will be someone will make Jesus Christ the Lord of their life. That's the whole intent, amen, for today. All right, we thank God. So this morning, we want to pick up our discussion in the School of Healing. It seems like it's been a while since we've been here, amen, but we thank God and praise God this morning, uh, amen, for the lessons so far. Uh, last week, we talked about the last three uh, uh, foods that we can eat, amen, that are outlined in the Bible that was a part of the diet of all those who have gone before us. They lived some incredible long lives. I think Methuselah was the longest living one in the Bible, but the word of God was around before Methuselah, you know, and so we want to eat something that's that's been around forever that can keep us healthy, amen, and that's where the word comes in because he sent the word, amen. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God and the word was God. Amen. And he sent the word of God, Jesus Christ, the living word of God living inside of us. And if Jesus Christ is in us, then sickness cannot remain. It cannot occupy the same space. Amen. And this is what we're fueling ourselves with. Amen. We're not only fueling our, our hearts, our minds, our, but we're fueling our bodies, our souls. Amen. Because he wants us to prosper, our souls to prosper. Amen. And so this is this is what we're doing. We're fueling those parts of our being. Amen. So that they will drive out and counsel out, override, overshadow, and overwhelm any foreign, anything that tries to come in and stake claim to occupying these bodies, these temples, amen, that don't belong. And if God didn't plant it, if God didn't send it, it does us no good. We have to get rid of it. And nothing worthwhile is going to happen in these bodies directly. Uh, Directed toward us walking in divine healing, health, and purpose without God, who is our healer. Amen. And so we thank the Lord, our God, who healeth us of all our diseases, forgives us of all our shortcomings and iniquities, that we may stand whole and sound in body, soul, spirit, and physical existence, you know, because we have partaken of this divine goodness, this medicine to call the word of God. And so we give God praise, glory, and honor this morning. So we've been talking about you know, natural truths plus spiritual truths that leads to supernatural, miraculous truths. Amen. So God get all the praise, the glory, and the credit. And we went over those 10 uh, pieces of fruit that's in the Bible, amen, that made up so many diets. Some of it is what Jesus ate. Some of it is what the prophets before him ate. Some of it is what was recommended to some sick kings and 
and queens and people that was in charge, some households, you know, some slaves, amen. Daniel, Meshach, Shadrach, Abednego, Nebuchadnezzar had a certain diet, amen. Daniel refused to eat but prayed, you know, that he was not going to partake of the king's dainties. Then we read over in the book of Leviticus, which we will, will culminate with when we get finished with this preliminary teaching. We're going to go through all 47 verses of the book of Leviticus 11 chapter so we can see the law, amen, and understand the law. We're building the, the, the foundation right now, amen. We're laying the foundation, and then we're going to see the building blocks of that house, that spiritual temple that we're supposed to build with our spot of wrinkle that we can present it to the Lord, back to the Lord, amen. And so this is what we're doing, amen. We're laying a good, firm foundation of natural truth, spiritual truth that will lead to supernatural, miraculous truth, Amen. To see God raise people up supernatural. Uh, why would uh, we uh, would God do something supernatural which no man can do for us if we are unwilling to do the natural things, follow the natural laws and ordinances of God that we have control of that we can do. And we want to do it for the Lord. Everything we do, our hands find to do, we do it all unto the Lord this morning. And he says, why are you praying and asking me to do the impossible when you won't do the possible that I ask, instruct, teach, command, advise, and warn you to do? Amen. And so we're going to take a look at uh, what the word has told us, amen, showed us. We had a beautiful um, a couple of weeks where we just went through those food items that was not the concluded list. There are others that we didn't touch on, amen, but we just wanted to highlight those significant 10. And this morning, we're going to move on and talk about, you know, uh, some uh, situation that came to me from a recent trip I took and, and the question that, that, that stirred my spirit. It didn't trouble me but it did cause me to want to go into my, 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 my place of thought and think about some things. And here's, here's, here's a question. I think it's a common question out there because I read it a lot. I hear it a lot. Uh, you know, people ask it a lot. And it's this. It says, why doesn't God heal every sickness, disease, and illness? You know, and that's a question that is lingering out there. It's on the hearts and the minds of people. Sometimes it's spoken. Sometimes it's admitted. Sometimes it's thought about. Sometimes it's even asked. I know I've gotten asked that question so many times. I've even had people to blame God behind that question right there. You know, when sickness shows up and it seems like people are not getting better, but they're getting worse. Well, we have to understand God, first of all, and then we can understand why. You know, we don't want to go outside of God to try to find an answer because now we get into speculation, assuming and making false accusations, which we see a lot of right now going on uh, with this COVID-19. It's got a lot of people fearful and got a lot of people bound and shut down. They can't move forward. So they just simply sit there, lay there and die ignorantly. Amen. When they could have done something about it and they're angry at God because they want to know why did God let 600 and some million people die from this COVID, amen. And you know, it had to me, um, I ain't going to say it had nothing to do with God, but I'm going to say we're, it, it, we're not in the position to blame God is, is what I'm trying to get at here. Instead of asking him for healing, taking advantage of the systems that he put in place, the vaccine, to help with an A with the healing. We'd rather sit back and make it so easy to ask, why God, why God? When it's so easy to just go get the vaccine, amen, and improve your chances of surviving COVID-19 and the Delta variant. We see that it is working, amen, and, and we're praying and believing that there will be 600 million people that will wake up, wise up, and go get the vaccine if they haven't been vaccinated 
vaccinated that we don't lose millions more to ignorance, amen, and lack of knowledge is why people are perishing, according to the book of Hosea, chapter 4, verse 6, amen. And there have been other epidemics, there have been other pandemics before that we've had to deal with that claim lives because people didn't do anything about it to prepare themselves before it came. And this is the same thing that's happening right now. There are other uh, variants, there's other diseases, infirmities that are coming because the Bible bears witness to it that in the last days, we're going to see these famines, we're going to see these outbreaks, we're going to see these things, amen, that locust army, amen, going to come talking about all these evils, evil spirits, you know, that are going to come in and try to set up shop and death and bring death, try to kill and destroy people, amen. Uh, you know, sometimes it's just an opportunity for the enemy to just jump in and pounce on people with fear and then have them stalemated where they won't do nothing but doubt God, amen, and lean to their own understanding. And before you know it, it's too late. The doctors would tell you it's too late. There's nothing we can do but make you comfortable. And they call hospice. And so we want to try to prevent as much as that as we can. This is why we talk about what you can do, you know, to, to, to eliminate the cause or lessen the effects and the blows of the things that we're dealing with out there. And we're going to continue to deal with them until Jesus Christ returns and create that new heaven, that new earth and that new Jerusalem he'll bring with him. And there'll be no more tears. There'll be no more sickness. There'll be no more coronavirus. There'll be no more disease and Delta variant that we have to deal with because the Lord going to wipe away all the tears from our eyes. He's going to take off these old corruptible bodies that's perishing every day and give us incorruptible ones. He's going to take this old mortality and give us immortality. Amen. That we will forever be with the Lord and we can endure to the end. But we want to be able to live a healthy, productive life of service unto the Lord and each other while we wait on him. And so we need to be able to be instructed, advised, and warned uh, about how to do that, that we be not in violation of God's sacred, holy, natural, spiritual laws. Amen. Because we want him to come through and do the supernatural. So this is what we're going to look at this morning. Amen. Uh, you know, what God has instructed us, what God is teaching us, what God commands of us, what he advises and warns us to do from the word. Amen. Some of this might be redundant, but I want to be able to give you something this morning to maybe you have the question or you have the thought going on in your life about why doesn't God heal every disease, every sickness and every illness. And so I believe, OK, like many others out there that uh, God heals. That's period. But I also believe that healing is not always the only path that he chooses for us. And I'm talking about some, I've seen some people, man, you lay hands on them and bam, a couple of days, they, they hundred percent plus. You totally restore it. <coughs> I've seen others, you lay hands on a man and four years later, they still dealing with the same thing, but they were there for four years. Amen. And, um, you know, and longer. And even myself, the five times in the five diagnoses I've had, I'm still here. And I heard the Lord a long time ago tell me that just like Paul, when he asked for healing three times and the Lord rejected him, but he said, Paul, my grace is efficient for you. So I believe I've been living by grace. I don't know about you. I've been living by grace, not by luck, not by nine lives like a cat, but I've been living by grace too, just like I've been living by the word of God. You know, his grace is sufficient for me. And in my weakness, I would rather glory in, his, in the weakness so that his grace might appear upon me. And it has every time. That's why I'm still here. And I've had 
diagnosis just like everybody else, you know. And so, but I also know that every sickness is not unto death. And so we have to be able to live within the instructions of God, not not the ones that just favor our opinion or our questions or our fears or what we think, but what God has promised. That's what God is going to do. Amen. And sometimes, you know, he allows these things, you know, uh, you know, he allows these, these things, man, you know, uh, you know, uh, sometimes he, he's trying to perfect a plan for our lives and it is to allow us sometimes to suffer and experience diseases, illnesses, hardship, difficulties, because in this world we live in that he said they're going to be trials and tribulation. And he's trying to show us how he overcame these things on our behalf. But a lot of times we just so caught up in ourselves and what we're going through. And it's like me, myself, and I, woe is me. I'm going through the, up the rough side of the mountain and down in the valley low and all of that. And we miss the bigger picture, amen, is that sometimes God will allow, he, that I'm talking about God the healer, will allow these things to happen, amen, us to suffer and experience these diseases, these illnesses, these hardships. And if you look back in biblical history, you'll see this is no new phenomenon. This has always been that way. <coughs> Even told Moses in the book of Exodus, go tell my people, now that they're free, they're out of Egypt from around them flesh pots, Go tell them that stop convicting and murmuring and complaining. I am the Lord their God who bought them out of that of that system, you know, and I will forgive all of their iniquities and I'll heal all of their diseases. You know, why complain? Amen. Why question God? Why ask him why? Just embrace his word. Put that word in your heart that you don't question him. And when you question him, you'll have an answer in your heart already. And you can speak that answer because you're putting him in remembrance of what he said. He watched over that word to perform that word. And he's given us word for healing. You know, he says, hey, you know, I sent my word. The book of Psalms, chapter 107, verse 20, the King James Bible, which was Jesus Christ incarnated, made flesh the healer. I sent him <coughs> to heal your disease and to rescue you from destruction. And if you take a look in the book of the Gospels, when Jesus first left Capernaum, he went about in all the synagogues, healing all manner of various diseases, casting out, binding up evil spirits, you know, dealing with people's doubt and unbelief through the ministry of the word, you know, and people were healed. They rolled up their beds of affliction. Their blind eyes were open. They were sent to the temple to have the priest examine them and to bear witness to it. So we see that, you know, that even though Lord allowed these sufferings, these diseases, these experiences and hardship, at the same time, he provides a way out of them, never putting more on us than he know we can bear. And with every temptation to doubt him and the fear that there'll never be a change or a favorable change, you know, he makes a way for us to escape out of that, that line of thinking, that line of reasoning, that line of drawing conclusions and having questions, amen, that, that you already have the answer, that we might be able to bear it. You know, I've been bearing mine for since 2003. I'm still here, still strong, you know, still them, them diagnosis was real. You know, there's residue and, and, and leftover, but I'm still here because the joy of the Lord about him being my healer is my strength. And I got the word I can take as an antidote. Some people say a vitamin. The Bible says it's like medicine to your flesh. You know, it fuels my, my, my weakness and makes it strong. You know, and I can I'm, I can say so because I'm the redeemed of the Lord and I've been redeemed from the curse of the law. Every sickness and disease in the Bible is a curse of the law, according to the book of Galatians, chapter three, verse 13. But we've been redeemed by Jesus Christ, our healer with his stripes. We've been healed. And so let's take a look this morning at some of the physical healing scriptures as we transition from the list of food items. Amen. That we should be eating as a part of our diet 
to help with that physical healing. And again, like I said, some of these scriptures may be a repeat. They may be, but he said, take that medicine every day. Keep it before your eyes so you don't forget. And some folks sometimes will get stuck on one scripture, and so they'll take one pill. But sometimes there's other gospels that we can take for other situations because there's various types of diseases. Remember, Jesus went about healing all these various types of, of sicknesses and diseases, you know, and he got rid of those evil spirits. You know, because evil spirits sometimes, man, will cause you more harm, man, than, 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 than a virus. It'll make you do crazy things. So let's take a look at some of these physical healing scriptures just as a reinforcement of what we've already learned. And the first one that that uh, stood out to me as I thought about it, uh, because I see this as one of the prayers that I prayed early on. I still pray this prayer today, not only for myself, but for others. I sent out a prayer yesterday because there was a dear uh, family of friends that we've known, some of our uh, our Caucasian brothers and sisters from another mother there, you know, people that have been a part of our life, like family, but they just happen to be Caucasians and, you know, and, and, and everything. But we don't see no respect to person because God's word doesn't see color. So when they call and ask for some for a prayer or healing or something, we're bound, duty bound to be able to provide that. And so I sent out this prayer and I sent them all these scriptures, amen, to take like medicine because that's what they asked for. Please, can you send you pray a prayer? Send up a prayer. Can you can you send a prayer? And I did so that they might have the the the, the word that they can take it, even though we've already prayed every day. They can reinforce the healing with that word, putting God in remembrance of it. But the first scripture was that that I that that I, I have written down here as medicine this morning uh, to fuel our faith for healing this morning is out of the book of Jeremiah chapter seventeen, verse fourteen, the King James Bible. And I want you to bear in mind we're talking about physical healing. Now, this word is going to feed our soul, but it's also going to bring about physical healing because we're asking God for it. And here's what Jeremiah said. He says, heal me, O Lord, letting you know right there who the healer is. So if the prophet can ask God to heal, then he warns us to ask God. He instructs us to ask God. He teaches us to ask God. He commands us to ask God, you know, and so ask the Lord, heal me, O Lord. Listen to what he says here by faith. And I shall be healed. Now, he knows that the Lord do it. It's a done deal. You got to know if the Lord do it, it's a done deal. So that way you don't have to ask God why. Sometimes, like I say, he allows sickness. He allows these experiences. He allows these things because there is a greater purpose and a reason behind it. Okay. Please trust me. God know what he's doing. Uh, and he says, save me and I shall be saved for thou art my praise. And he's saying right there, you know, that no matter what situation, Lord, I find myself in, what sickness, disease, experience, difficulty I'm dealing with, I have to continue to bless the Lord at all times and let his praise continually be in my mouth. Because, see, it's that joy of the Lord. It's that laughter in the spirit and by the spirit that releases sometimes endorphins in your body. Amen. And endorphins is a good thing because it drives out what is foreign and what shouldn't be there and releases what should be there, you know. And so sometimes I, I do laugh at the attacks that I go through sometimes and it'd be like I'll be saying, so why, why, why are you feeling that way, downtrodden and, and you know, in, in despair? And before you know it, I'm singing my songs, I'm blessing the Lord and boy, don't let me turn on my list, my playlist. 
I get to shouting up in here, man, and to the top of my lung with a voice of triumph. And before you know it, the joints ain't hurting no more. The chronic pain is gone, you know, and I'm loose. And, you know, and I'm walking and talking to the Lord about the Lord and about what he said. And before you know it, I've, I've, I've done fuel my spiritual muscles and I feel strong in the Lord. You know, that's what he said. In your weakness is my strength made perfect. You know, but see, you, you got to have something that you say to the Lord about it. it. Jeremiah gives it to us. Heal me, O Lord, and I shall be healed. Then he says, save me and I shall be saved. Same God that saved you, same God that's going to heal you. You know, part of being healed is being saved from something, utter destruction, death, cancer, whatever. You know, and he says, for thou art my praise. Not the doctors. Thank God for the nurses. Thank God for the oncologists. Thank you for the urologists. Thank God for all those professional people that play a part in providing that environment that's conducive to healing, to some miraculous miracle taking place. Even if that's God removing you out of the, the, the off the bed of language, out of the world of pain and suffering. Sometimes that's his next move. That's his next level. He gave the life. He can take it. You know, we don't trust him. You know, while we in the life, we, there may be some pain, suffering, difficulty and disease that we experience. But God allows these things. He doesn't cause these things, but he allowed these things. Sometimes we know what the cause is, the bad eating habits, you know, you know, the bad habits, period. The abuses of the temple, not knowing how to be good stewards, you know, not taking heed to the warnings. And we just do it to ourselves. And then we want God to do a supernatural quick work when we haven't done naturally what we can do, you know. Some things to be received and some things not, but to be received the way God gave them to us. Scavengers are to be received as scavengers. You know, edible foods are to be received as edible foods. And we went over a list of them. And sometimes we take the things that are not to be received and we receive them like food because we don't understand the scriptures. You know, and we have to understand how God speaks to us. We have to know what his, he's saying to us and not figuratively and literally what we think he's saying. But investigate, examine, find out really what that passage meant, really what he's instructing us, warning us. And it's all right there. And we got to have the Old Testament and the New Testament. See, in the Old Testament, it was it was it was it was uh, concealed in the New Testament. It was brought out in the open by Jesus's teaching so it could be revealed. And then some of the apostles and prophets that walked with Jesus, they wrote the revelation so that they could be further revealed for the church. First to the church, first to the Jews, then to the Gentiles. You know, and so it's all predicated on grace and his will is, beloved, I wish above all things that thou would have prospered, be in health, even as your soul prosper. God wants your life, your way to prosper. And so that, that's just one of my favorite scriptures there, uh, my antidotes there, one of my favorite uh, medicines there that I take sometimes when I'm when I'm getting new diagnosis and prognosis. I'll say, Lord, heal me of that, O oh Lord, and, and I shall be healed. Say amen, I shall be saved from the utter destruction of it, you know, for thou art my praise. And then I begin to magnify and bless the Lord at all times. His praise are continue to be in my mouth, entering his gate with thanksgiving, coming in his course with praise, you know, because we know the scripture says in the book of Psalms, chapter 30, verse 5, the King James Bible, that weeping may endure for a night, but God's joy comes in the morning. And that word morning is an interesting word. It's not talking about the physical morning so much as it's talking about the spiritual adorning and the awakening when you hear a word and it brings faith. That word faith cometh by hearing, you know, and hearing by the word of God. In other words, the springing forth of the revelation and the reality comes from hearing the word. You're not going to get it by not hearing the word. And then you're not going to be able to put God in remembrance of what you don't hear, what you don't receive, what you're not instructed in and taught in. 
You got to do that to be able to know what to put God in remembrance of concerning your healing. And Jeremiah gets us off to a good start right here. And so also in the book of James, another one of my favorites here when it comes down to physical healing, amen, is in the book of James. And James wrote this. This is Jesus' half-brother who had some problems early on. He probably was one of those individuals that fell in that category that we started with and preference this message with that had questions about why God allowed all of Because remember, he saw all these sick people in his day. He saw them still being being sick and not healed and, and, and serving God, you know, and being Christian, but walking around sick in the, in the, in the household of faith, in the sanctuary, the synagogue, because he saw Jesus going in all these sanctuaries, healing all these various kinds of diseases. So he probably was one of those individuals, uh, you know, have brothers close to Jesus that probably had that question. Why doesn't God heal every sickness, disease and illness? But he writes here, man, you know, some instructions to us because he probably witnessed some laying on of hands. He probably witnessed some folks getting better. He probably witnessed Jesus laying his hands on folks, man, and healing them. So look at what he says here. Is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church. Obviously, he saw something in the, in, in the church with the elders. And let them pray over him, anointing him with oil. This was a huge part of the process back in the day when they did anything. They always anointed with oil, new preachers, anointed with oil, you know, new kings, anointed with oil, people that were sick, anointed with oil. So all had many, many purposes, and it should be a part of the healing process in ministry today. They say they are healing ministry, but they never anoint nobody with no oil and pray this prayer. They never call for the elders of the church when some of their members are sick. They put them on the sick list and forget about them until they die. But here it says, is any sick among you? Then let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over them, over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Not in the name of your bishop, not in the name of your apostle, Buddha, uh, Mohammed, uh, you know, the rosaries, you know, the priest. No, in the name of the Lord and the prayer of faith shall save the sick. So the person you're praying for have to have faith to believe. That's why Jesus always asked them, do you believe that I can do this? Because he's want to know where is your faith at? And if your faith, if he's the one administering and he has faith that the father can do a supernatural thing, why can't you naturally confess and admit that you believe that he can do it? Or you believe that he can't do it. If you believe that he can't do it, and don't need nobody laying on hands and praying for you. So you got to also bring your faith to, to, to who the, the administrator of, of, the, of, the, of the laying on of the hands and anointing with all is so that faith can be get faith and you can go from the person praying from you faith to your faith. That's another level of faith, you know, and that's where the healing takes place as we see right here. <clears throat> and the prayer of faith shall save the sick. So that's both the person praying and the person receiving the prayer and let the Lord, and it says, and the Lord shall raise him up that same person that you're praying for. And if he have committed sins, which a lot of times is the cause why we have sickness because we committed sin against our health, not necessarily against God, but our health. Amen. And it says, they shall be forgiven him. We saw Jesus always ended with that. Go and sin no more. Your sins have been forgiven you. And so we can't be afraid when we're praying for folks, man, to do a little exploration and find out you're saved. Because if they're not, then you know, a lot of times, this is a result of them being in sin, whether it was against their body, against their life, their soul, their spirit, or against God. Sin is sin, you know. 
And so we have to be able to address that and give them a chance to repent and ask God to forgive them. Now the prayer of faith will work. Now the healing can be, can be manifest. That's something naturally and physically that we can do as stewards over these bodies. A lot of times it's the last thing and the only thing we forget to do. And we do everything. Else. Go to the emergency room. Get me a prescription. Do this. Do that. You're praying surgery. You got to come back for all this. Go see this specialist. You know, go get a second opinion. We do all these things physically. But the things that we need to do, we don't instruct ourselves. We don't learn until we find out when it's too late. We should have, could have, would have did this. When these should be the first thing that we do, seek God's way of doing it. You know, book of Matthew chapter 6, verse 33 says, seek ye first the kingdom of God, meaning God has a particular way of doing things. Dealing with sickness, he has a particular way. He tells you right here through his half brother James, call for the elders of the church. Let them go. Lay them hands, anoint with oil. Pray that prayer of faith. Get that person to believe in that God can heal them. I pray for people all the time now, and I ask them, do you believe God can do this? Because I believe, but do you believe? You know, go back to what Jeremiah said. And so we see it right there in the scripture. Now, these are things that deal with feeling, uh, physical healing when you're dealing with physical sicknesses. Let's move a little further. Over in the book of Exodus, you heard this scripture already. Like I say, some of these scriptures are redundant, but they're still like good power for medicine, amen, to get us started. And it says, you know, you got to understand the context here, uh, the content here. Here is God's people, millions of people coming out of bondage, been there for years in Egypt, you know. And probably some of them had a pretty good diet, but there were still some, some of them that were sick and feeble when they came out. If not, God would not have dealt with Moses this way. But they came out just like we started, and we prefaced with that question. Why was God who delivered them out of bondage allowing them to go forward with sick people in their ranks? You know, maybe God wasn't through teaching them some things about who he was. Just like today, maybe God is not through teaching America and other nations about who he is, the Lord our God that heals us, the Lord our God who saves us. You know, nothing worthwhile is going to happen on this earth with COVID, any other pandemic, any other natural disasters, fire, storms, earthquakes without God. And he's trying to teach us that I'm allowing these things just like I did with my children, Israel, who were more meant more to me then than you do now. Gentiles who came in later, you were the bad olive branch. First, I loved them. First, I had them. First, I sent the message to them. They, they rejected it, so I divorced them. And then I sent it to you. I sent you the invitation. You accepted it. You got engrafted in. But that don't exclude you from following my, my commands. And so sometimes I have to allow these things to be to get you to turn back to God. You know, not to your own understanding, not to the, the, the worldly systems out there, not letting them control you and control what you do. If you sick, call for the elders of the church. Just that simple. Pray, Father, heal me and I'll be healed. Save me and I'll be saved. You know, these are the things that draw God to do the things that we can't do. We do the natural. He does the supernatural. Just that clear. It's just that simple. You know, nothing too hard for God. These things that we're talking about, they're impossible with man. I don't care who the doctor is. I don't care how many years in education he have, how many plaques on the wall. Man is limited, but God is unlimited with resources, you know, blessings and power, supernatural stuff, nothing that makes something. That's the God we serve. And so he tells Moses here to break this cycle of complaining now that they're free. And he tells him, and he said, now he's talking to Moses, if thou would diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord thy God, this is what you tell him, Moses, instead of all that complaining, and will do that which is right in his sight. Eat the right food. Don't eat the wrong stuff. Re receive what God has said to re be received the way he said receive it. 
If it's not good for you, don't receive it. Don't eat it. Don't put it in your body. He says, and we'll give ear to his commandments, what God is teaching, instructing, warning, advising, and keep not some, all his statutes. I will put none of these diseases upon thee, which I have brought upon the Egyptians, for I am the Lord that healeth thee. Now, you remember the 10 plagues? You remember them? God said, I won't put none of them plagues on you if you would obey my statutes and keep my commandments and fear me, do what I told you to do my way. <clears throat> you don't have to worry about none of these things. So you don't need to complain. You don't need to ask me why God let these things uh, happen and remain. It goes on to say in the book of Exodus chapter 23, verse 25, the King James Bible says, And ye shall serve the Lord your God, and he shall bless thy bread and thy water, and I will take sicknesses away from the midst of thee. Look at what he's saying he's going to do supernaturally. God's going to remove that ugly cancer, that ugly diabetes, those ugly, nasty things that fight against our health to kill and destroy cells in our bodies and and cause our bodies to be weak and feeble, man, and sometimes expire in the process. But look at what God said he would take from us, away from us. Physical, take things away that don't belong. He didn't put it there. He didn't plan it. A lot of it never happened by our choices, bad choices we made, uninformed choices we made. You know, just stuffing ourselves with stuff that's not good for us. You know, didn't even have any idea what those those least those minimum fruit I gave you was and how they were related and associated to our health. Now we know better. We can make better choices and do better. And God will come in and take some things away from us because we are obeying his statutes and keeping his commandments. You know, now he's going to remove all those sicknesses and disease, which will plague y'all, you know, that he brought upon the Egyptians. To get them to let his people go. It's still the same thing today. He's allowing this to get us to turn back to him, you know. These experiences over in the book of uh, Isaiah chapter 41, verse 10 of the King James Bible says this. Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee. Yea, I will help thee get through this, this trial. Yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. Now, this is a powerful promise that God is making us if we just do the right thing. And, and the right thing is what's pleasing in the sight of God, not necessarily in people. I'm going to go to the doctor sometimes and say, did you take your medication? You've been taking your medication, uh, Mr. Hayes? I don't lie to him. I sometimes say, what you think, doc? Didn't you give it to me? Now, I would tell you something. They, I've, I've had a lot of prescriptions written. And I go do my research and me and my wife will talk about it because she's a nurse. She used to work in well. And we'll look at the side effects. And sometimes if I'm thinking about it, I ask the doctor, I said, well, doctor, let me ask you, what's the side effects? How does this medication here interact with this medication you got me on? Oh, well, you know, you, you, everything got side effects. Oh, no, you should have never told me that. And you think I'm finna trust what you're telling me to put this in my body? <coughs> I'm going to go do my own research. If you can't explain to me the side effects, and if you purposely, intentionally leave the side effects off when you're making the diagnosis, and then when I ask you a question, you're saying you've been doing some research, haven't you? You think you're smarter than me, don't you? No, I'm, this is my health. I want to know what's going in my body. I want to know how it interacts with other medication that you got me taking. You know, okay, you go ahead and write it, doc. You know, I figure out what I'm going to do with it, you know. That's why I take it, come home, me and my wife, man, we get, get on the computer, get on our phone, we start researching. 
We start looking for articles and findings out there, man, how it has just impacted the generation before, before it go in this temple. I want to know what it is. I want to know how it interacts with other stuff. I want to know how it affects me, you know. And this is where people perish because they just get lazy and take the doctor's word for it. They don't get a second opinion. They don't ask nobody. They don't try to explore. They don't try to find out what is this? What does this do for me? What else does it do? They just gobble it down, and sometimes people will take two or three doses because they think that's going to speed the process up. When it said take one every six hours, you're taking two every three hours because we're thinking that it's going gonna, it's gonna to make something happen faster. Yeah, it might kill you faster. Your heart can't take all of that. It's not natural, you know. And so we want to try to do those things, man, to eliminate the cause before I have to go get those high-powered prescriptions that sometimes you can get addicted to. I had been taking them Gabba Pen 400 milligram man for a long time on a regular basis, two times a day. And one day I went to see my doctor, man. He said, Mr. Hayes, I'm going to take you off of it. I said, why, doc? He said, man, you'll get addicted to these painkillers, man. And he said, I got more patients right now. I got about 250 diabetic patients out of 300, 250 of them is addicted. I got to take them off of it. I was like, why did you tell me this when you prescribed it? But Mr. Hayes, now I want you to take it as needed. I thought I needed it when you prescribed it. Well, I did too, but now there's got some research out there saying that a lot of veterans are being addicted to it. A lot of my patients are being addicted to it. Oh, no. <laughs> Thank you, Doc. Never again will I. <laughs> you know, and so, you know, you, you, you have to be smart and educate yourself there, man. There's just some things that, you know, sound good, might be good, but it also could be very harmful. So you got to physically know what to do in those situations. You have a right to know the side effect. You have a right to ask the question. Don't just make your doctor no subject matter expert on all this stuff. God is the all-knowing God. goes on here in the book of, uh, as we prepare to close here, uh, the book of Isaiah, chapter 53, verse 4 through 5, the King James Bible. And it says, surely, that means now you can take this to the bank. He has borne our grief, talking about Jesus, and carried our sorrows, talking about Jesus. Yet... We did esteem him stricken, smitten of God. Okay, so we we looked at it, what he was going through on that cross, but we didn't look at the futuristic implication and impact it was going to have on our ability to receive supernatural healing from God. We just saw what he was suffering and going through, smitten, you know. We didn't understand that he was being wounded for our transgression and bruised for our iniquity, and the chastisement of our peace was upon him. We were the sinners that violated God's ordinances and statutes and commandments, and Jesus was taking on all of that for us so that we, we couldn't bear it. We couldn't. We, if we couldn't do the right thing, we definitely were not going to bear them stripes. And so he had to send somebody to do it for us, and it says, esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But... He was wounded for our transgression. That, get that point. But he was did that right there out of, out of the, following the will of the Father. That was that bitter cup he was drinking for those, those stripes to be how we're healed and what we're healed with. But he was wounded for our transgressions and bruised for our iniquities. And the chastisement of our peace was upon him, not anyone else. And with his stripes, we are healed. 39 of them, physical healing. Bloodshed, wash away any sin, any stain, any crimson stain. Make you clean and pure and whole before God. Power in the blood. Never lose his power. The Bible said it's life to the flesh. Book of Leviticus chapter 17, verse 11, the King James Bible said it is still the life of the flesh, the blood of Jesus. Uh, two more scriptures and we're going to stop for this morning. For I will restore health unto thee and I will heal thee of thy wounds, saith the Lord. 
doctors can't tell you that. But the Lord, our chief physician, can. Because what doctors can't do, he specializes in doing. He is the specialist. He's the next level of speciality that we go to. A lot of people like to send you to a specialty clinic for certain things that's going on in your body. They do the MRI. They request man an autopsy. And then they say, well, I got to send you to see a specialist. Well, hey, let's go beyond those, those, those specialists. Let's go to the specialists who, who specialize in all healing, all types of diseases. You're talking about our chief physician, Jesus Christ. He said, I heal you of all manner of disease. He went about doing it. He demonstrated it. He proved it in the temple. He dealt with blindness. He dealt with hemorrhaging. He dealt with leprosy. He dealt with people bent over with, with skeletal problems, respiratory problems, people who couldn't breathe, dead, in the grave before they brought him back to life. Jesus did with every level of supernatural, miraculous healing that was known to man at the time. And he's the same God today, you know. Look at what he's saying there, man. You know, what he's able to do. I will restore that health to you. You know, I will heal thee of thy wounds, saith the Lord. You know, because they called thee an outcast. Yes, they did, saying, this is Zion, whom no man seeketh after. You know, book of Jeremiah, chapter 30, verse 17, the King James Bible. You know, all them people we saw as we were reading in the revelation of Jesus Christ that was coming to the temple and they were being turned out couldn't even come out of the hills and the mountains because they had leprosy. They had all kind of boils on their body. They didn't want them to be seen in public. Jesus is saying, look, what you do to the least of them, you do also unto me. I ain't, I ain't walking around the, the road to the mat, to the Jericho. No, I ain't walking around it, you know. No, 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 the, that, that Samaritan road, they get to Samaria. I'm going straight down the middle of it because there's a woman I'm going to meet at the well, you know, that needs to have some of this living water. I'm not going to avoid those people. I came to seek and to search for them. I came to offer the message of salvation to them. I came to heal their wounds. I came to, to bind up their broken heart. I came with the anointing to destroy that yoke that you put on them and some of them put on themselves because they didn't know no other way. But I am that way now uh, to everlasting life. I am that way to supernatural healing. And so Jesus right there, man, is saying, yeah, they treated you like an outcast. And some of you now when you go to the doctor, that's how they treat you. Well, ain't nothing we can do for you. But there's a lot Jesus can do. They don't tell you to call on Jesus. They don't tell you to go pray. They don't tell you to go find the elders in your church so they can lay hands on you. Because doctors don't know about that level of medicine. They don't know about that level of healing. They don't know about that specialist, Jesus Christ, who specializes in all manner of disease, you know. But see, this is where it promises us this. Even if they treat you like an outcast and send you home and tell you there's nothing they can do, make you comfortable. There's a whole lot that the Lord can do, will do, want to do. Last scripture, uh, it's in the book of Deuteronomy chapter 32, verse 39, the King James Bible. And it says this, it says, see now that I, even I am he, and there is no God, Legita, with me. In other words, Jesus said, I ain't bringing no doctors, no herd of doctors. No, I, I'm coming myself. No other God with me. I don't bring no little beads. I don't bring no little holy water. I don't bring no little handkerchiefs or oil. Those things are appropriate in their right place. He said, but I bring no God with me. I kill and I make alive. I wound and I heal. Neither is there any that can deliver out of my hand. Now, remember when we started here, we talked about that question. That a lot of people have. But look at what Jesus is saying. Do whatever I want to do. If I want, if I want to allow sickness on you to get you to conform to my way of doing things, I won't hesitate. It's for your good in the long run. <clears throat> I did it with my people Israel. Put them in bondage all them years. 
to get them to turn their hearts back to me to learn that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Still doing that today. And so look at what he said. I give life, I take life. Nobody can stop that. No doctor, nobody. Nobody can predict it on you but me. Doctors can't give life or take it. Only me when I'm ready. And so he says it right there. You know, see now. You got to see this, you know. Then he goes on one last scripture, verse, uh, chapter, book of Second Chronicles, chapter 7, verse 14, 15, the King James Bible. We says, if my people then, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and I will forgive their sins and heal their land. Steps one, two, and three will bring about healing, just like he said right there. You can't mix these strips up, turn them around. You got to do it just like he said, okay? Okay? He said, I, I, hey, you know, if you just, you know, turn from your wicked ways, seek my face, you know, and, and follow the order right here. Forgive their sins and heal their land. That's going to be the result. That's going to be the outcome. Now mine eyes shall be open and my ears attend <clears throat> unto the prayer that is made in this place, whatever that place is you're praying in, coming together in. <clears throat> this morning, it happens to be in the School of Healing on the Creating a Prayer Culture for God Prayer Call. So, Father, we thank you this morning for what you've already said. We thank you now, Lord God, for the scriptures on physical healing. There's so much more that you've given us, Lord God, instructions in the word, warnings in the word, Lord God. And so we thank you, Lord God, advised us in the word, have taught us in the word, we're to take this word just like a medicine, Lord God, and, and use it, apply it. And we know, God, it's, it's in following your commandments, keeping them. It's in practicing your statutes, Lord God, understanding when and what to say at the time that we're under attack, Lord God. And no, it could be you, Father, allowing these things to happen, Lord God, for our greater good. So we give you praise, Lord, and honor this morning for what our ears have heard, what our hearts have received. And what our eyes have been enlightened on is we saw it in the scripture, Lord God. Some of these scriptures we're very familiar with. Some of them, Lord God, have multiple purposes in our lives. But God, nevertheless, the result, Lord God, is that if we do spiritually and naturally what we are commanded to do, you would do the supernatural miraculous miracles that we see you are doing as outlined in your word. So we thank you and we praise you that we get the blessed opportunity, Lord God, to study your word, to have it in Fuel us, Lord God, with faith and hope, Lord God, and assurance, Lord God, that things that are impossible with man is always possible with you because of your spoken word. Jesus is your living word. And we thank you and we praise you as we receive this word this morning as a medicine to our flesh and marrow to our bones. And we pray that they go out and do the same for those who shall hear it and receive it and believe it today. Let there be a springing forth of a new revelation and knowledge about healing, physical healing, Lord God, as it relates to our God who heals us of all our diseases and rescues us from destruction. For it's in Jesus' name we pray this morning. Amen and amen. Well, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. That concludes the School of Healing this morning. Hopefully, you've been enlightened, advised, warned, and instructed this morning. Amen on physical healing this morning. In Jesus' name, amen.